Episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hey, Pat. What's up? Nothing much. Just uh, just getting off work, rushing into the uh, podcast studio. Had a fine sandwich, and uh, and and just you know, ready to rock. How are you doing, Kath? I'm good. Now I want a sandwich, though. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is strictly a no sandwich mention zone. All right. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. We can't talk about any food. Yeah. yeah we can't. I feel like every time we record these, I just sound so fat because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I always record them like right before I eat dinner or something. And I'm just like, oh, man, I can't wait to eat like yeah. every time. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I was eating right now, man. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I always sound fat when we record these too because of my breath. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> our uh, listeners should know Pat yeah. is Pat is losing weight. Pat is slimming down. Yeah, I'm, I am. I haven't weighed myself yet, but I last last official toll was like seventy pounds lost, and I, I've definitely lost more yeah, since then. Good so. job, dude. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got to lose all this fucking nose fat so I can stop sounding so uh, congested. <laughs> I got a lovely compliment from uh, awesome Austin comic Nikita Redcar. Uh, she listened to the program. She said she was uh, she liked it, and at one point she was like. It's like she's like uh, you come across really good. Like you can just like feel your energy before you even speak. And I was like, oh, that's we cut the mic on early. That's me breathing. That's what you're hearing. <laughs> but thank you for politely saying it's my energy. <laughs> you have a very positive vibe, Pat. That's not what it is. Okay. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. uh, positive vibe. It's actually it's it's a wheeze. Is kind of what's going on. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, well, you know, I don't have any any segue at all whatsoever. So, <laughs> speaking of positive vibes, man, no, there's nothing positive about the story. Uh, yeah, this I want I want our listeners to know. Pat is fired up today about this. story. I'm a little angry. A lot of times, like we obviously we have we have covered some notable shitheads in our our uh, our, <laughs> our tenure uh, as hosting this podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. And today, just like this this topic, just kind of incensed me. I think it's because most parties involved don't think anything wrong happened and it just it 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 bugs me so i guess just without further ado i wanted to talk to you guys today about the story of jt Leroy. uh oh yeah yeah jt Leroy. uh jt Leroy. this uh, was i will say uh you did a lot more of a deep dive into this i i am familiar but you did uh, more research and everything but like this is one of the stories that like got me into scammers yeah yeah it's it's a yeah. This one has a special place in my heart, so I'm yeah. excited we're talking about it. I, I don't want to fuck up and go looking through my phone right now, so I apologize. But uh, he messaged both of us. It was homeboy. I forget his name, and he messaged both of us about oh, this. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Wes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So shout Thank out. Thank you, Wes. Yeah, shout out to show, Wes, Wes. Br- bringing this to uh, to our attention. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll dive right in here. Uh, Kath, in the year 2000, a book was published. Thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> uh, this book was called Sarah, 
All right. Now, Sarah is narrated by an unnamed boy whose mother, Sarah, is a lot lizard. Now, if you're unfamiliar with a lot lizard, that is a prostitute who works at truck stops. And Man, that's a term we don't use enough anymore. Yeah, <laughs> really. I, when I first heard that, I... Uh, I heard that while being recounted the, a story of a third generation carnival magnate telling me the downfall. <laughs> of this, I, man, if I can fucking find that guy, he needs to come on the show. Uh, this, oh, yeah. That my, sounds amazing. My friend's manager at his cell phone store. Uh, well, his manager's husband was this dude, and we talked to us one night getting drunk, and he was the third generation of a carnival family uh, who's were so influential, they boxed up the, the, the basketball shooting game. His grandfather invented that. Oh shit! Yeah. And their whole family came crashing down in a fucking uh, cloud of crack smoke in, in in the American Midwest. Oh no! One of the most oh, crazy no. stories I've ever those heard in my carny, whole life. Those, those carny uh, heiresses and heirs tend yeah, to be, yeah yeah you know they yeah, have some problems. Yeah, the third generation carnival, uh, not even a carny, like a like a carnival magnate, really. Uh, <laughs> although from the stories, it didn't really matter. I guess it was a very egalitarian society. Those fucking carnies. <laughs> yeah, he told us about lot lizards, and I was like, what? Um, yeah, mainly because I was like 19 and I was just like prostitutes. Fuck yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what? weird. What? Okay, run this by me again. Money for sex? That's wild. Uh, <laughs> How much? Yeah. <laughs> What's the I don't have money, but I do <laughs> want to have sex. So. Yeah, that's 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 how a personality is born. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that is literally the recipe for a personality: <laughs> lack of money and desire. Well, for sex. I don't have money. I'm not that great looking. Yeah. I still love to have sex. What can I do? <laughs> I know I'll be interesting. Yeah, it yeah. kind of works. Not that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it has a it has a mildly okay success rate. It, it works better. <laughs> yeah, it works better than not trying. I'll tell you that damn much. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, Sarah, uh, unnamed boy whose mother Sarah is a lot lizard prostitute who okay. works truck stops. They're based out of West Virginia, not lot lizards in general, just this particular one. Um, <laughs> she can be abusive and abandoning, yet he longs for her love and has begun wearing her clothes and imitating her. So we have a you know gender fluid young boy here, kind of on the fringes of society. Sure. Uh, the book was an instant success. Uh, the well-written, imaginative Southern Gothic novel captivated America with its frank and honest tales of many theretofore unexplored, unexplored social casts. You know, uh, the story was raw and heartbreaking. And as the following plot summary shall surely describe, uh, J.T. Leroy, or Jeremiah Terminator Leroy, agrees to work for Glad, a benevolent pimp who specializes in boy girls. Glad gives him a raccoon penis bone, which he wears as an amulet for protection, good fortune, and sexual prowess, as well as to signify his status as one of Glad's boy girls. He this is so okay. I just need to say, like, I we're going to talk about this, obviously, uh, but like West Virginia. I'm gonna like being like I'm gonna write a novel about West Virginian poverty. How can I know raccoon penis bone? <laughs> it's just like it's so like on the nose. Like yeah. it's so I don't know. It's that's just like all right. You, this is a cartoon. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like. It's funny, like I, I, there's obviously a few like communities that I'm aware of and know things about, and it's just so funny when like you see people get them wrong. Uh, like yeah. for example, I smoke weed, and I love how in like in movies, whenever they show like weed or anything, it's always like a central point of the story, and like it's like okay, we smoked, now I'm gonna fuck something up because that's the plot. Whereas in actuality, it's like no, pe people who smoke weed, they're always smoking weed, and everything else is just happening around. You know, like it's not like <laughs> they smoked weed and then went to the store, and that's the point that now they're high at the store. 
store it's like they were leaving the house they smoked weed and now they're just doing it's just like it's so dramatic right. like it's like it's like with the the raccoon bone it's like on the nose like so basically what you're saying is that you're tired of people disrespecting your culture yes as the West <laughs> Virginia uh lot lizard culture has been disrespected here exactly yeah i feel yeah. you know yeah uh, uh working class weed heads such as myself you know like uh <laughs> don't get enough accurate portrayals in film and media and that should change anyways <laughs> um so yeah he's uh so he's glad's boy girl uh, he's given the name Cherry Vanilla, but on his first date with a trucker, he uses the name Sarah, hoping to outperform his rejecting mother. So that's his, he's trying to outlot lizard his mom. And he right. wants to become the greatest lot lizard of them all. I'm going to slip into that mm. voice a lot, and I'm so sorry. Uh, he goes off on his own to the wilds of West Virginia, and he's eventually taken up by a very powerful and very dangerous pimp known as Lelou. Unaware that his new boy, this new girl is a boy, Lelou uses him not to turn tricks, but as an object of veneration and donations with luck conscious and magic fearing truckers. Uh, again, a part of the culture I'm sure doesn't exist. Uh, right. Eventually, Saint. Um, eventually, Saint Sarah's mystique. That's what he's, he call. He refers to his mother as Saint Sarah. Uh, uh-huh. Saint Sarah's mystique fades, and when he is revealed to be a boy, Lelou forces him to work alongside other boy prostitutes and to live in captivity with them. After an agonizing year, Glad is finally able to rescue him from Lelou, but the boy who returns is no longer capable of rejoining Glad's boy girls. His mother Sarah is long gone as well. And then afterward, the boy, who is now a grown man, tells the reader that his therapist, Dr. Owens, has suggested he write about his experiences as to better his recovery. The boy closes the story by revealing that Sarah was found in an abandoned trailer after shooting herself. He stops to wonder why he ever tried to be like her before realizing that the only thing that mattered was that he wasn't. Wow. What, what, what a What tale. a laugh riot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a real knee slapper. Uh, yeah. Some are calling it the feel-good book of the year. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the reactions to the book obviously were strong, to say the least. Uh, millions of people were taken in by this tragic story. JT. Yeah, it was really popular, right? It sold a lot of. Yes, it was immensely popular, and uh, and it, it it warranted like an immediate sequel, which was actually a prequel, um, uh, and, and it which was a collection of short stories, and it just so, like, go ahead. And I, I also want to just so the the name of the person in the story was JT Leroy. Yes, and was published under the name JT Leroy. Correct. correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now this does come into play later. It it is always classified as fiction. Yes, um, so, it's a, yeah, it's a novel. Yeah, so it, it, in, in that respect, it does differ from million little pieces, I guess, and the fact that like right. the, the person, well, we'll get into this. They, 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 it's yeah. like that's one of those like a little caveat. Well, it always said fiction. It's like okay, yeah, but you did it. Right. Uh, so uh, you know, J.T. Leroy, the author and subject of the story, quickly became a hot commodity in the literary world. As I was reading this, they say a lot of times like. But like discoveries of new voice in literature are very rare. Uh, apparently, if you uh-huh. if you study like if, if you follow the literary world, if you read them dang old books, uh, I guess uh, a, a new voice popping into to notice like it is not as common as like say music, where you hear like yeah, new... especially like something new being that popular. Ex- yeah, like, that yeah, exactly. Is- Whereas it's almost like par for the course with music or other art forms. Like something new is immediately kind of like at least not accepted, but at least, you know, embraced or looked at. Whereas I guess in yeah. literature, this is like a once in a generation thing that something like this happens. So everybody, and that's why it seems like we do a lot of literary fraud. And I think it's because kind of like the built in, uh, I kind of like, kind of like the built in, um, people who like, part of that infrastructure of that community, like doesn't see these new voices spring into action all the time. So, yeah. Uh, and I think also like something that's kind of interesting about this too, is like, it's not only a new voice, it's a voice coming 
not from the world that most literary figures come from. Like, yes. you know, it's this person didn't go to the Iowa Writers Workshop. They are allegedly, you know, from a, a pretty impoverished, rough background. So, yeah. like, that the literary world loves sort of like token figures like that. And I also think that, like, that plays into the idea that because this happens to women writers a lot too, but not as pronounced, but like this idea that um, your novel must be directly, assuming a work of fiction someone wrote is is just a thinly veiled account of real experiences yeah. they had, as opposed to giving the author a little more credit of like, no, like you can write from your imagination. That's what fiction writers do. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting, but obviously that sort of ambiguity was very exploited by JT Leroy, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, I, I, I listened to like uh, not only like the, the source materials here, but I listened to a bunch of like people's takes on this, and that did come up quite a bit. How they uh, one was by a, a, a female author who has a podcast, and she was saying that like, yeah, as a female author, you're it, you're if you try to write outside of your own experience, it's not met warmly all the time, and that's you know that that, that is unfortunate. Um, yeah. So. Uh, now, as sometimes happens in, uh, in, in in pop culture, just because of the everything behind it, it was like JT stood for all these like disaffected groups. You know, he yeah. uh, he became a, a champion. Uh, the, some of the biggest names in Hollywood, they optioned his tale to represent numerous progressive social issues. Uh, he became a champion for uh, you know gays, transgenders, um, sex workers. He was also HIV positive. Others uh, is pretty much. Every like persecuted fringe like like a persecuted minority or, or disadvantaged right. group of people that's out there, he fell at, at least tangentially into their fucking category. So he was yeah. latched onto, and uh, his story quickly became the focus of the American media, and a lot of notable figures spoke out uh, in praise of him. And uh, a strange turn of events: uh, the main character's defining fashion choice, a raccoon penis bone worn on a leather rope, became a fashion trend in the early two thousands in America. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no way. Yeah, I. I sw- and it was like one of those things that like I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, because they, they're curvy kind. They look like a a slender letter S that doesn't quite curve in on each side. <laughs> it, yeah, it has like a, a nice aesthetic quality to it. And they started showing all these fucking celebrities that had them. And I was like, oh yeah, I did see a, a lot of those. And like, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch. They all have them and. Uh yeah, like that that was like a, a merch item. They were selling like tons of raccoon yeah. penis bones, which we'll actually they get into. Raccoon penis bones. Yeah. Now normally, Kath, when I put these episodes together, we hold out for for a twist. There's like a, a twist in there, and there is a twist in the story, but I don't think it's actually the biggest part of the story. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and get uh-huh. this out of the way now, as you may have suspected. JT Leroy is not a young HIV positive, queer, gender fluid former sex worker. JT is actually American writer. Yeah, what? JT Leroy is actually American writer Laura Albert, a Jewish woman from New York who was at the time of the of the publishing living in San San Francisco. So yeah, so that 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 the world doesn't know that yet. Where we're at right now, we're at about 2005, early 2005. The world does not know this yet about JT Leroy. So like a few years after the book comes out. Yeah, yeah. So it's still not known that this is not a real person. Correct, correct. Okay. And, and the 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 popularity is just and now preceding the the book itself, there's a collection of short stories, uh, and mm-hmm. that kind of like tipped the the super hip uh, onto her. 
it was like, you know, it. like 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 that was like like when she was the underground like 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 you know oh you probably haven't heard of it that was she she had developed a bit of a a, a following among like the the literary elite like the hipsters of the world and then uh-huh. and then the book came out and then again this is like early two thousand so things moved a little slower there was still a few years there where the book was picking up steam through word of mouth and um yeah this time nobody knows everybody is just thinks J T Leroy is just this visionary voice in literature uh, uh-huh. and that's that, that's all they they knew. So uh, to go into a little bit about Albert, uh, during her youth, uh, Laura Albert was associated with the punk rock and for a while skinhead movements. Uh, no word as to whether or not that's the good skinheads, the bad skinheads. <laughs> she uh, was Jewish, so I'm hoping it I'm was gonna the say good skinheads. good skinheads. Yeah, I'd be surprised. But yeah, hey, yeah, you never know. Yeah, fuck it. You know, people do weird things sometimes. Uh, <laughs> she worked for several years as a phone sex operator, and she reviewed sex sites and products on the web for a little bit. During the 90s, she she achieved some degree of fame as a freelance sexpert under the alias Laura Victoria. Um, (laughs) At the same time, she started writing these stories, and she'd use the pen name Terminator. Uh, Because, again, JT stands for Jeremiah Terminator. Right. Uh, I'm sure in the book it probably goes into it. I I haven't even read it, and I just imagine his mom was just like, when I was pregnant with you, I saw the movie Terminator. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and like, dang, if she didn't name me that. You know, it's just something like folksy like that kind of. Right. So... And so, uh, yeah, she started writing these stories in the voice of a young boy telling about his difficult childhood and life in the streets. Uh, Baby Doll, J.T. Leroy's first published story, appeared under the byline Terminator in a September 1997 anthology. Uh, Albert, you know, eventually went on to publish three books under the J.T. Leroy pseudonym. Now, uh, um, Albert, Albert is a Laura Albert's a troubled a troubled woman. <laughs> she has okay. Um, I I think by her own admission, she struggles with mental illness and anxiety and depression and body image issues. So during the 1990s, she would regularly call a suicide hotline. Uh, okay. Now Albert, through this hotline, reached Dr. Terrence Owens, a psychologist with the Macaulay Adolescent Psychiatric Program at St. Mary's Medical Center in San Francisco. Now uh, Owens did not know her uh, as Laura Albert at the time, but as Jeremiah. Um, now, Jeremiah, so she was calling the suicide hotline yes, using her pseudonym, using okay. the pseudonym and using a voice. And now this voice comes into play. Uh, the best thing oh, I can that's I can sc- fucking weird. Yes, and the voice. Like I get calling a suicide hotline with a pseudonym if you're worried about, I don't know, somebody finding out that you are struggling like that, and you you know it's you don't you want to keep that private. But calling in character, <laughs> don't do and character I'm work she was on the fucking. About I'm assuming she wasn't talking about her own life. She was talking oh. about JT Leroy's life. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be funny if she was using the JT Leroy voice but talking about her life. She's like, you know, sometimes just being a syndicated sexpert author and a sex <laughs> toy reviewer, I just I, I, I get plum worn out, you know? Oh, <laughs> okay, so she gets put in touch with this, yeah. this Owens. Yeah, and so uh, now the writings that, that uh, Leroy shared with Owens eventually made their way to a collection of short stories. Um, and you know the the idea at the end of the uh, at the end of the book how JT says that his his therapist you know told him to write these things down that was right. all that was all essentially workshopped over the phone with uh, with Dr. Owens and what wow. uh, what Owens did not know was that the phone calls were also illegally recorded. Uh, so she was recording by, all, by Albert, by Laura Albert, and she would actually eventually later on, I will get into a documentary is made about her and without Terrence Owens. Um, permission or consent uh the fucking his, the, the the conversations are shown in the movie uh, or the documentary <laughs> yeah so now in the immediate wake of the success of the novel sarah albert was besieged by literary fans and just you know pop culture fans in general everybody wanted to talk to jt 
So yeah, yeah. now this is nor- darling. Yeah, yeah. This is normally where most of our stories like this fall apart. You know, uh, writer creates persona, world demands persona, writer can't produce said persona, and they're eventually figured out. Uh, right. But no, 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 not for Laura Albert. Instead, she brought the character JT Leroy to life. And, you know, she already had a voice for him, like a literal, actual voice, not like a literary voice. She right. A, so she uh, could do phone interviews. So she started doing phone interviews as JT. So this led to a string of very high profile interviews and big name publications, Rolling Stone, Newsweek, shit, you know, all over the fucking place. They're talking to JT. And like I said, the voice, it literally sounds like, um, have you ever seen, watched that Bill Burr Netflix show, F is for family no i haven't okay uh there's there's two little kids that are like the, the they're literally the dirty kids down the street and the youngest one is in a constantly full diaper and that sounds exactly <laughs> that sounds exactly like him it's like just like a cartoon hit voice yeah it's like very much like like one of the quotes you hear a lot in the in the trailer it's her expl- for the movie uh it's her doing the voice and she's like explaining as how JT would like entice his customers. And he was uh-huh. like, I showed him just enough to keep him interested. <laughs> like, it's like very, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough voice. Uh, and so, yeah, so that, you know, it, again, people are buying into it. And so, yeah. but it doesn't satiate their need for, uh, for JT. In fact, it just stokes the flames. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, this is where anybody else's story would uh, now unravel now that she can't produce the real person, you know, what are you going to do now, right? Right. Well, uh, Albert, eventually she tried to pass JT off as a shy recluse who simply wasn't fond of public appearances. Uh, but eventually she settled on a far crazier solution. Uh, one day while chatting with her sister-in-law, Samantha Noop, that's K-N-O-O-P, shout out to Noop, uh, <laughs> Albert noticed that she bore a resemblance to the picture of JT she had created in her head. Uh one blonde, oh, good. yeah. I like where this is going. Yeah, one blonde wig and giant hat and pair of sunglasses later, and JT Leroy was now a living, breathing kind of person. <laughs> like, <laughs> and if you want to see, I, I'll post the photos on uh, on the old feed. Um, if you were ever fooled by this person, you're a fucking idiot. Like, that, like that, it, is, it obviously. You know, she looks like somebody in like a Kurt Cobain costume. Yeah, yeah. It looks like if like like when Michael Jackson used to hang out with Macaulay Culkin and they did like shield their identities to go out in public. That's it looks yeah. like Macaulay Culkin hanging out with Michael Jackson. It's very. <laughs> it's it's not a real person. If you look at that, it's like you just played in a costume shop, and yeah, yeah. everyone. Everyone was fucking fooled. You can like you just type in JT Leroy and go to the pictures and like they're just all over the globe, all over the world with some of the biggest names in music and art. And it's just everywhere. And they're yeah, all- J- like JT really became like such a media darling. Like, yeah. Yeah. In like fashion magazines. And like it was he was very like in vogue. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, and every one like, of those art scene. Yeah. Figure, very, very hip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and everybody's rocking the fucking the raccoon penis bone. <laughs> right. The, yeah. I mean, he started that, so he's he's in for life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, soon, you know, his celebrity grew. Uh, Leroy's fiction and backstory started attracting a raft of famous fans, not just in the publishing world, but superstar musical acts like U2 and global celebs, including uh, Italian actress and director Asia Argento. Uh, Asia Argento would actually go on to do a movie adaptation of Sarah. And uh, that the Asia Argento part of the story is the full on craziest. Yeah, this is this is like the nuttiest thing to wear. Like I'm like that's that's a crime, isn't it? That like yeah yeah. Sorry to jump ahead. I'm sure we'll talk. Yeah yeah yeah. That is my absolute like 
the most mind blowing part. That's of the part where, like, the reason I, I say I get mad about all this is because, like, I'm like, it's that part of it where I'm like, that's not like, that's not art. That's not that you weren't that you know. Right. At that point, you're just you're being like, a creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or a creep is like I, I, I don't think that's actually fully describes what happens. But uh, yeah. So uh, at the time, the cast of characters grew even larger. So now JT is JT, but JT needs to move around, needs to do things. Uh, so right. it's, it's Samantha under there. Laura Albert adopts a personality as JT's manager, Speedy. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make sure to give this character a legit name so yes. people don't suspect anything. <laughs> you know, just something run of the mill out of it as Speedy. Clearly, clearly she like really wanted to make that nickname happen like, yeah, at that, another time in her life. That would have been on deck for a while. She was like really mad. And so she was like, <laughs> finally, I can be Speedy. Yeah. Finally. Oh, but actually it's a, it wasn't just Speedy. She also had. A, a British accent with it too. Oh so, hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, why? Just cause. Yeah, why yeah. Not? Uh, all be mates call me Speedy. You know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and so now the you know then it goes even bigger because uh, JT um, JT needs a boyfriend at this point. She's just playing dress up with JT. So yeah. J, JT needs a, a love interest. So she gets her husband Jeff to become JT's boyfriend Aster. Now oh, JT god. is being played by this guy's sister. So he's pretending. Oh, to be- I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. What yeah. a creep. Yeah, yeah. So he's just pretending to be his. Well, it's his half sister, but whatever. My sister's my half sister, and that changes nothing. Um, yeah, speaking yeah, of yeah. half sisters, fact. Um, I, <laughs> my sister's real, real dad's name. I've never met the guy. Uh, Speedy. Dead serious. No way. Yeah, his name is Speedy. Uh, his full name, Hubert Elmo Lippum. He is dead now, but his name was Speedy. Was he British? No, no. He was the opposite. <laughs> he was from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I feel like Hubert Albert Lippum is either British or yeah. fully hick. Yeah, yeah. Hubert Elmo, Elmo Lippum. His middle name was fucking Elmo. Elmo? Elmo. Elmo. Yeah, that's a hick. Yeah. Man, I... Classic. I, I so much weird stuff. My sister's dad's name was Elmo, and and the the girl who killed my dad was named Beyonce. That's just very strange, <laughs> strange world we live in. You uh, should write a weird memoir about your life. I, that sounds like some <laughs> short story shit. I don't fucking someone it, named Beyonce killed your dad. Dead, yeah, dead serious. I've, I don't know. I talked about that on the show before. I know I've talked about it online, but like you've talked, yeah, you've, t- you've told me about it. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot that the girl's name was Beyonce. Though. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about it too. I I knew, but it just like <laughs> I like really forgot about the absurdity until one day I was just like, huh? Yeah, Beyonce <laughs> killed my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the court, the, the, my lawyer kept referring to her as Bianca in like the court documents. And I was just like, come on, bro. I see the E. I see the E at the end of that name. <laughs> it was like B-E-Y-O-N-C-E. Oh, man. I hope- For our listeners, uh, Pat's dad was very sadly hit by a car. I, I just want to yeah, 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 that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He was not murdered. Yeah, by yeah, it was like a knife, yeah, knife in the back. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah. He was uh, helping a broke down car on the side of the road and freak accident got hit by another car. So, um, but yeah, Beyonce, uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, Elmo, Beyonce, where the fuck were we at? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, so now they, they get together. So this, this is the crew now they got Jeff, uh, and, it, oh, and it, her husband, Jeff, it's spelled G E O F F. So you just know he's up to something. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Fuck a Joff. Yeah. <laughs> fuck a Joff. Fuck a speedy fucking Aster. Uh, um, yeah, not cool. Not cool. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. If somebody was like, Hey, like if I had a friend, 
And he's like, hey, can my friends come over to the house with me? I'm like, who, who is it? He's like, my friends, Aster, Geoff, and Speedy. I'd be like, you can actually go somewhere else and stop being my friend altogether. Um, so now once the cast of characters was complete, they got together. They did the next logical thing. They formed a band. <laughs> so Sure, and, why not? Yeah. In the wake of this newfound worldwide fame and success, uh, yeah, formed this band. Uh, they called it Thistle. And they actually got booked and shit. They, they went around. They played shows. They toured the fucking world. They went on a literal actual world tour. Um, <laughs> they, had, they actually had to hire other musicians. Uh, more specifically a vocalist and I listened to a podcast that she was on and she initially got into the, on the uh, became the vocalist uh, completely thinking that JT was real everything was real yeah. and then one day she was in a bathroom at fucking Carrie Fisher's house uh, where they were partying <laughs> and uh, oh no what just happened oh uh, uh, fucking Brandon uh, uh, just ruthlessly uh, as cats do knocked some shit off of a shelf Brandon the monster yeah yeah <laughs> oh I love Brandon yeah Brandon's... giant fat orange cat yeah the best even though he's being a nuisance yeah. cats are but anyway such... you are at the climax of your story yeah, now yeah. I'm like yeah sorry sorry so they're in, they're in Carrie Fisher's bathroom and uh, she didn't say what they were doing in the bathroom I'm gonna go out and live here and say they were doing coke but uh <laughs> What the fuck that's, else? A, that's a probable guess. Yeah, what, what else guess. are you doing in Carrie Fisher's bathroom? Too too deep in the bathroom? Come on. So, uh, <laughs> and while she's in there, she tells her like, "Hey, I'm JT. This is uh, this is uh, Speedy. This is fucking Laura Albert." Oh. T- tells this vocalist, "I'm Speedy or I'm JT," and she goes, "But no, I I I know. I talked to JT on the phone." And she's like, "You talked to JT on the phone?" And she's like, "Oh shit." Ah! <laughs> The calls are coming from inside the house, you know. Like that's, <laughs> so yeah, so that that happens, uh, and it was with, and so yeah, so with this this posse, they fucking just kind of took on the world for two years, from 2004 to 2006. Like nobody suspected anything, and they just yeah. traveled the world. Uh, JT racked up some famous ass friends: uh, Tom Waits, Gus Van Zant, Billy Corgan, Lou Reed. Winona Ryder thanked her in a fucking award speech. I'm not sure what she won at that wow. point in her career. But uh, I think it was probably Boys Don't Cry. Oh yeah, well you know what it did very well could have been because yeah, then that and that goes right into it, you know, like uh, right, yeah, subject matter wise, yeah, yeah. So so, and then while this is going on, uh, JT uh, and Asia Argento start dating, um, and they're dating and and while so she can faithfully adapt this movie and they fall in love, and she's now dating who she believes to be JT. Uh, and like when you, there's pictures of them together and Asia Argento is like a pretty good looking person. And, uh, Oh yeah. And yeah. And then like, you got this, like this Macaulay Culkin mannequin with fucking, you know, like, like with a, a blonde wig. And it's just like, a, how are y'all together? B, how do you smart, successful lady that you are not realize you're talking to a, a fucking made up person? Like, and, yeah. In, in retrospect, she said she was like, I was a fool. I don't know how I thought that. I guess I was just, you know, kind of blown away by the caught uh, up in it. Yeah, yeah, caught up in it. And like, but that's where it kind of crosses the thing from like harmless fun to like, okay. I mean, that's like, you know, if you like when we did the the what's his face, Joe Manuela, the fucking patron saint of our podcast. Uh yeah. The Robert De Niro impersonator, like he definitely slept with some ladies who thought he was Robert De Niro. And that's right. that's fucked up. Like that's like beyond gross. Yeah, that's like not cool at all. Yeah, no. So yeah, guy, don't ever fake anything. No, okay, I'm sorry. Don't ever like like fake it, it very vast inherent parts of yourself. Like I've definitely, 
Like I've seen people like yeah, like you can pretend you saw uh, all of Stranger Things. Yeah, to get yeah, laid. yes, yeah. You can like you can do stuff like that. you can like act like you finished Infinite Jest to get laid. Like that's fine. That's yeah. a minor sin. <laughs> yeah. But like, don't pretend to be uh, in. Appalachian yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. trucker <laughs> prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, author, it, it, don't it, do that. Yeah, and if you are, if you are pretending to be another gender, and I'm not saying like you're living as another gender and you're living your truth. I'm saying if you are tootsie, you know, like if you're fucking right. straight you up, you are masquerading yeah. as a different person. Yeah. who is not your gender. Yeah, and then you're dating. I mean, at least at uh, this is what I wonder too, because like. I could sort of imagine Asia Argento buying this in a way because like JT has talked about being some sort of some type of trans or had like gender yeah, identity. Yeah, gender flu- fluidity. Yeah, uh, definitely. Gender I, fluidity, yeah. like those kind of experiences. So like I could almost see it if, if she realized that she was, if that JT Leroy was female bodied and then just been like, Oh, okay. Like this, this is part of this person's like complicated gender expression or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like, I feel like you could make that work if she was already being very credible. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that, that is true. And uh, but it's still like, don't fucking do that. Yeah, don't yeah don't (laughs) do that. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) oh man, I've definitely seen fucking. um, I've seen a comedian uh, fake a British accent to get laid, and like. Even you're toeing the line there, bud. You know, I like, don't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't. But also, like, if if you fall for that, like, you're also really dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learn, learn accents. Like, kind of like learn to pick up on things. But like, you know what? You just went from Cockney to Midlothian, and I, we, I think we all heard that. You know, well, yeah, or just I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. he was good. Like, we know like impressionists who could probably pull off a convincing accent for a night, but like. Yeah. More comics I know are they they can do an okay job, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. putting on an Oscar worthy performance yeah. of a British accent. I just thought I I think he could have got laid without it. I don't. And he, he never actually got. Yeah. Laid. Why complicate? Yeah, that? yeah. Like Jesus, it's just I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's very odd. Uh, like like yeah, the, the 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 human behavior, the slippery slope of human behavior. But uh, right. So now uh now the, also in, in this time period, uh, shy and nervous JT, who's who. Still kept this shy, nervous character. The the Samantha Noop played him as shy and nervous. Uh, uh-huh. They started doing book readings, and uh, now book readings are generally attended by one person ever. Like the it's the same right. guy at every book reading. Uh, he's really busy. But this one, they were they were doing book readings like packed out bookstores and selling a fuck ton of raccoon penis bones along the way. <laughs> like <laughs> that, yeah, that was like a huge like they were autographed raccoon penis bones, and so you know. Uh, you can't miss you can't fail with those uh it would sure. it would all eventually come crashing down uh now there's a new york times and uh the new york something it was two new york uh, new york times and something else i want to say maybe the new yorker i think it might have just been the new yorker uh they they started uh suspecting that something was up and they sent a uh a reporter to do a um like to live with thistle for a few weeks on the road uh-huh. And so they were talking to, and I got this information from the podcast I listened to, which I'm not being coy by withholding the name. I just literally can't fucking remember what it was called. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, 
they they had the, the host her she's friends with the singer from Thistle, and like they, they're like they go way back and she's talking to her and she's like uh-huh. she's like yeah so I'm I'm talking to this reporter and she was like but I just as I'm talking to them I realized that they didn't give me a lot of like backstory of who I was and where I was from because they all had roles they were playing in the band and right. she had not she hadn't really been told by this you know by uh the Laura Albert. Uh, exactly how to go about, you know, what to her, be. Yeah, what to be. So she's talking to the guy and uh, he, it, to the reporter, they're just casually like, you know, but uh, it's never off the record though, folks, unless you say it is. But uh, they were just talking and he goes, Where are you from? And she said, I'm from a little town in Alabama. He goes, Oh, really? Me too. What's the name of town? And she was like, I don't know, fucking, you know, Alabamaville. And he was like, I'm, I'm from Alabamaville. And she's like, What? Oh, no. Yeah, and then so she was like, oh, cool. And she's like, well, and then their parents had farms right next to each other. And he's like a little older, but all of his brothers and sisters went to high school with like her mom and dad and aunt and shit. Uh-huh. And so they start to realize, and she's like, oh, it's cool. And then she says like, as she's having the conversation, she's like, oh, no, this isn't cool. Because now... Now he has a foot in. Now there's like, you know, like a crack in the story, essentially. Right. It's like, now how are we going to, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, how are we going to explain how I know these people and like all of that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so then like that, there's not a lot of information out there um, about like what the following thing was and what happened. It just, uh, at one point, once a story broke and it ran that, you know, Laura, that this was Laura Albert and she readily fessed up to it and she came out and she went on, uh, on damage control, I, I guess you could say. Um, you yeah. Know, she, she started just doing interviews, and that was where you know she kind of told a little bit about herself. Uh, you know, um, and she found she was eventually found by the guy who did the uh, the movie The Devil, Daniel Johnston. Uh, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy named uh, his last name is Fjordzai. What the hell is his first name? I should know this since I'm doing a podcast about the guy. One moment. Sorry, can we do an edit point on this? I'm sorry, man. Oh, that's right. I turned off my shit so nobody would fuck with me. What's that weird buzz noise? Oh, that's why we're plugged into my phone and I just, I took my phone off airplane mode to fucking oh, look, I look see. something up and, uh, yeah. No worries. Yep. Um, I was trying to find the fucking first name of this dude, Jeff. There you we want go. me to just look on IMDB on my computer? Oh, I found it. Found it. Okay. All right. So, uh, she was caught. She caught the attention of Jeff Fjordzig, the guy who did uh, um, a Devil and Dan- De- the Devil and Daniel Johnston, and uh, he decided that he wanted to make her the the point. As he said, he was watching, and he said, "I think there's because at this point, all the world was really hearing was that like JT Leroy isn't JT Leroy, and that's that, you know." And uh, he was yeah. like, "I think there's a lot more going on here," so he set out to interview, um, you know, to, uh, Laura Albert, and this is where. This is where it goes off the rails for me. This is where I where I'm just kind of mad at everybody about that's involved in this, uh, because Laura she uh, she kept extremely detailed notes about everything. So that's why she recorded all of those phone calls. Uh, yeah, you know, she everything down to her her spending, her notebooks, answering machine messages from celebrities. Uh, there's one of Tom Waits uh, calling her and he or calling JT and he's just like in his little fucking growl. He's just like you're big now, you're wet. 
you're wet. You got the world <laughs> wet. And it's the weirdest compliment. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he starts to talk to her and he decides that he wants to make her the focus of his next documentary project, uh, which would end up being titled Author, uh, the JT Leroy story. Mm-hmm. And, and so he talks to her they're, they're, this movie came out in 2016 and leading up to it they went on uh, you know a huge uh, a huge PR tour and they're definitely a team you can you can tell whatever the subject of a biopic or a subject of an autobiography or documentary is part of the documentary it's gonna it's probably gonna kid glove them you know if they're working in conjunction with the filmmaker it's probably not like a hardball you know and, yeah 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 and so uh so like she she has all these all this uh this wealth of information of like celebrity voicemails and things like that, uh, that help corroborate this insanely far-fetched story. Um, but it gets into her about, she had childhood issues of her own. Uh, Albert, as it turned out, she suffered sexual and physical abuse as a child. Uh, she was put in, ca- uh, in a care home by her mother. Uh, she had weight, food, and body issues, which did lead to gastric band surgery and a dramatic change in appearance. She now dresses like a, I, she dresses like she hosts raves in the 2000s. Like she, it's like, <laughs> yeah, just like a lot of exposed midriff and stuff. And like, I guess she used to be like very, very big. And so she's definitely <laughs> taking a journey. And that's, that's what's up. Do your thing. But this is where it pisses me off is that like this dude, he, she, okay. This was called the greatest literary hoax of all time. And in several interviews, that's actually a line that they kind of latch onto. Uh, she uh-huh. says, they say this is the greatest literary hoax of all time. It's not a hoax. It's fiction that got far off the page. Like, yeah, and that's where I, I'm kind of, and they're like, and 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 even like the podcast I listened to where they were talking to like the former singer of the band, they were all kind of like, no, you know what? She is an artist. She's a visionary, and you know that, that it's it's just art, and it's you know it got a little crazy, but I I think she rocks, and like I have a very negative opinion of her and the fucking documentary filmmaker, Jeff Furzig. I just watched like the interviews and stuff, and it's like he's co-signing and all her stupid shit <laughs> and so yeah, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of um when and this is an actual example that i remember happened with somebody sort of comedy adjacent once but it's it happens a lot uh when somebody like like when like a white person says the n-word and then everybody gets mad at them and then they go actually it was a social experiment oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just um provoking because this is something we should talk about like that kind of shit where it's like it only when you are held accountable do yeah. you get to be like well actually like yeah her recording all this stuff is like she clearly justified it to herself yeah. as a as a um art project like a multimedia sort of statement yeah uh performance art piece or whatever like she clearly justified it to herself that way but that doesn't necessarily mean that that was the intent the whole time you know yeah like yeah. I just, that's, it's exactly what i was yeah like i i think they're she's doing like they, they call it like i know it's i think it's improv term but i've heard it applied to freestyle rapping as well jump and justify we're like i'm rhyming and i'm like uh you know what i'm like man i fucking uh Put you on the table. Uh, I got lint in my navel, and by navel I meant ship. Come get wet, and it's like you do this weird like stretch just so you can make it rhyme that makes no yeah. sense, and then you spend the next two lines explaining why you said that weird non sequitur, and it's like right. yeah, you weren't in the moment you didn't think that. It's like when you fucking when you're playing pool and you do like a trash shot, you know, like you don't call it, yeah, and the ball accidentally goes in. That's what I feel happened, and now 
they're they have this movie coming out it's like there's this fucking cottage industry that popped up around her being full of shit like and mm-hmm. they're, they're still cranking dollars out of it and i i think that when i look at the director i see it in his eyes i think he's just all like kind of just here for the, like not here for the check but like he knows that this lady's full of shit he knows it wasn't a grand social experiment yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and to that point you could almost say like he's definitely kind of exploiting her mental illness I would say a little well, bit. He's given her enough rope to hang herself. Yeah, exactly. 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 And, th- and they're a pair. Like they don't, I don't, I found one podcast that he was on where it was just him, but very rarely uh, are they doing media yeah. appearances, uh, not together. And I do have to say, uh, Mark Marin d- interviews him on, uh, on WTF and uh-huh. definitely holds his feet to the fire. And it made me feel good. That's I was, good. Yeah. Cause he was just like, because he was like, well, you know, when she started her and he lost the word and Marion was like, deception? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her con job? Yeah, 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 exactly. And she like, made a lot of money on pretending yeah. to be poor and oppressed. And, exactly, yeah. exactly. And like, I'm not going to sit here. I, 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 When you make money, obviously you're not beholden to give it to charity. But like, I wonder how much of that went to actually helping fucking anybody who had a life similar to JT, you know? Yeah. Like, like like, like you, you get, you get that story. It's funny when you said it was like, like when a white comic says like, but the word I was trying to think of when I was like at work, just theorizing how I was going to approach this. I just Uh kept thinking, I was like, this is like, that's a bunch of white bullshit. I just kept thinking like white. I was like, that's some white person shit. Like, I mean, and trust me, I know those guys, you know, like, uh, you just, you know, you, you, she did whatever, she did whatever she wanted essentially consequence free walked away from it is now being celebrated for it you know and uh right like as a brilliant as a brilliant artist yeah uh herself whereas in just a few episodes a crazy person who deceived a bunch of people yeah like you can't tell me this was an art project when she was calling the suicide hotline character like yeah exactly like a few episodes ago we talked about um the the new york uh the post journalist with the the eight-year-old heroin addict Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Janet Cook. Yeah, she uh, did. Did she? Did she basically? She lost. Like, uh, did she win a Pulitzer? Then lose it. Correct. Yeah, she and she like was unable to work in journalism ever again. Exactly. Yeah, unable to work in journalism ever again. And, and it's just like, but this fucking just this like legitimate mentally ill person was able to just lie and just do a bunch of shit. And then, like I said, a, a, like an actual cottage industry has popped up around her fucking fake ass story. And yeah. as far as I know, unless I'm completely misinformed, which very likely that I am, uh, I don't think any of that's going to helping anybody or, or doing anything. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if any just personal enrichment. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, that's why I walked away from this with just a very negative taste in my mouth about literally everyone involved. <laughs> like, yeah. It's real gross. Yeah, so that's uh, that's essentially where it's at. The movie came out. The movie was uh, it was it was it's it, from all accounts, it's a very interesting documentary. Which I mean, I I imagine it would be. It's a fucking crazy tale. But all the so you you didn't see it. You just listened to them be interviewed. Yes. Yeah. yeah so I've not yeah, watched yeah. a documentary. Uh, I mean, you know, check it out. I haven't seen it either. Uh, but um, all the celebrities who are, are referenced in it are very angry about the fact that they're used in it. Uh, specifically the doctor that was not a celebrity, but the doctor, um, Terrence Owens was, you know, uh, tried to legally stop them from using his fucking recorded, yeah. uh, voices. Um, a lot of the people, um, are very like, um, are like, Hey, don't use my audio. Like I didn't, you know, like, right. Like, I don't know. consent to my archival footage <laughs> being in this documentary. Yeah. 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 Except, uh, Cor- that's very telling that the, yeah, like none of the people, none of the people who had personal relationships with these people see it as an art project. Yeah, they see it, it as we've been, we were deceived and like our sort of our, uh, attempt at like being 
kind to this person who'd had such a terrible life. Yeah. And like, like, yeah, she looked ridiculous. The, the woman playing JT looked ridiculous, but it's like, you know, these people want to be respectful of this person who's been through so much. It's like, okay, if you feel more comfortable wearing yeah. a wig and sunglasses, I didn't even think about that. Shy, like then like, okay, we'll, we'll, you know, this person is like a creative, interesting person. We'll let them into our circle and everything. Yeah. It's like, it's taking advantage of people's desire to be thoughtful and inclusive and, and interested in people who aren't like them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's like, I think really frustrating. And I also think that like some, some of that impulse is not noble. Some of that impulse is like tokenizing. Oh and, no. Yeah, of course. You know, but I, but I do think it's like it's still taking advantage of I think a worthy impulse in people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It makes it extra upsetting to know that people were deceived like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I didn't even think about like them being uh, you know partly uh, excusing of of their her bizarre appearance or his bizarre appearance uh, because you know. Of knowing about the backstory, I didn't even think about that. that's what an asshole I am. I would have just been like, man, if I'd have seen him, I'd have been like, man, look at this little Macaulay Culkin looking motherfucker. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and in retrospect, I'm like, oh no, I probably wouldn't have done that because I probably would have known about the backstory. Um, right? Like, I don't think that that was supposed to be like real hair. I think it was like the character was supposed to be yeah. wearing a wig. But which, by the way, is a thought I always have when I see a bad wig on like TV or movie or something. I'm always like, okay. <laughs> is that supposed to be that character's actual hair or is the character wearing a wig? Yeah. I, always, <laughs> I always think about that yeah, right? when I see a bad one. <laughs> oh man. That's uh Oh uh, yeah, so anyway that that's uh that's essentially the story right there of uh of JT Leroy. Uh just yeah, very odd story. Um yeah. Oh, another thing that's kind of funny. Courtney Love uh, plays a pretty prominent role in the documentary because I guess she was like part of the big inner circle. Uh, uh -huh. and, and she, when they, when they started, like rumors started saying that it was fucking, you know, that, that, that this person wasn't real. Um, they have audio of Courtney Love uh, being like, y'all just need to come out and own it. Y'all just need to say, hey, we were lying. And, <laughs> and the fucking, and then uh, old girl, uh, Laura Albert is like, no, no, no one's ever going to find out about this. And then uh, Courtney Love goes, yeah, well, you know, hold on. I got to do a line of Coke real quick. And just hear her fucking <laughs> line. And then she comes Where back. You have rules. If anybody yeah. knows about fucking owning it, it's Courtney Love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just <laughs> doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so but, what do you think? You think this is worth it? Um, sadly, Yes, obviously it is. Yeah, it, it's obviously I it worth is. it. I, I, I don't think I would do it just because I don't like. I, I, I don't like. As the older I get, the less of a capacity I have to be like disingenuous. Uh, like yeah. it, 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 there's times where I really wish I had it. Like I used to. I used to like, you know, oh, used yeah. to, I used to be able to, you know, fake it till I made it, you know, or whatever the yeah. the case may be, or you know, pretend that I am not like completely annoyed by somebody because i can yeah, right, it makes yeah. a better working environment or whatever now i'm way more likely to like snap at my boss than i was when i was a kid um, yeah. and i wish kind of i don't lose that so i say it's worth it but i don't know if i can do it because i don't know how long i could keep up like I, when i yeah. watch that comedian think a british accent all night and, you know, and, right, and then getting stressed out by it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, now I would just be all like, yo, cut the shit, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking yeah. stop, man, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's, uh, that is, yeah, so definitely worth it. 
don't know if I can do it mainly because I don't have the capacity to lie that much anymore. I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if there was a way to do it without like really hurting people emotionally, yeah, like I mean, on a personal level, I feel like I would be like, fuck yeah, do it. Yeah. You could, <laughs> like I would do it. Yeah. You could do it. Like if you're gonna like, there, there comes like, there should be for, I think any rational person, there's a line where it's like, okay, I'm pretending to do this or whatever to, to make hype for my, my band or my book or whatever the fuck it is you're doing. And that's cool. Right. But I think most rational people can see when it's starting to become dangerous or harmful and they'll right. ideally step in and stop it. But then, you know, the people who do, but people who have that rationale probably wouldn't do it in the fir- fucking first place, you know? And yeah. So, and, uh, you know, money and getting to hang out with yeah. famous people is a powerful motivator. Yeah. 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 It's uh very true. So, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's understandable. Uh, I, I it's, it, unfortunately totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks yeah. for thanks for talking about JT Leroy. Pat. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Shout out to Wes for bringing that up. And uh, yeah, thanks, he, he, yeah, he actually recommended that we get JT Kelly on the show, and he was like, just because you know they're the same name. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, strong point, strong point. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's what that one is. Um, uh, you know. I guess Kathy, you have anything coming up this week? This will be coming out tomorrow, Wednesday. So, um, if you're hearing this before 9 p.m. on the East Coast tomorrow, I have a show at Lucky Jack's called Too Many Cooks. That's free in New York City. That'll be really fun. Cool. Um, the following Wednesday, I have a uh, fundraiser show, benefit show at Star Bar in Bushwick for the uh, New York DSA Feminist Caucus. So that'll be really fun. It's a comedy show. Um, yeah, I think that's it. What about you, Pat? Uh, if you're hearing this tomorrow, I will be at 51st Jokes at, um, fuck me. Is it at New Movement or Sandstone? Or Sandstone fucking Spider House. I'm going to say Spider House. I'm, I'm going to say. Don't go to Sandstone. Don't it's go to sandstone. sandstone. That's my house. Um, it's probably, it's probably at Spider House. Yeah, I think it's at Spider House. Uh, yeah, so we have 51st Jokes. It's, uh, me and 49 other comedians, uh, telling our first joke of the year. Uh, it's a, it's a really fun show. It's, uh, it's like just madness. It's tough. Tons of comics and uh, it's great. Yeah, it's a super yeah. fun one. And then um, after I got after that, shit. What am I? Oh, I'm doing shit, man. <laughs> I just uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> Can you book us, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, will you? No, I think after that, I'm not really doing anything till fucking uh, uh, January 17th or whatever the third Friday is in January. I'll be at Kickbutt Coffee. So. Uh, yeah. Anyways, well, that's that. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Uh, please follow us on social media. Interact with us at LCS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are at Lie, Cheat, and Steal uh, on Facebook. Just look us up. And of course, uh, if you are a fan of the show, if you like it, uh, please go to iTunes and write a review for us. Uh, five stars, hopefully. And if you got some nice words to say, please, by all means, write those down. They definitely help us quite a bit. Uh, they really do. Yeah. And just, you know, like, listen, share, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, and be sure to listen to all the other great shows on Body Tape International. And uh, with that, uh, yeah, just remember don't get caught. Don't get caught. All bye, right. Guys. Bye. <laughs>